Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Good morning and welcome to your class, Fit for Life. Um, The lesson today was something that God dropped in my spirit and I started studying and it's like, huh, it's just like God and the Jewish culture to give something so rich to something kind of so mundane that we just look at. The biblical calendar, the time that we're on right now is Sukkot and we'll be uh, collecting the first fruit offering for Sukkot this Sunday. But Sukkot is the celebration where they uh, build these outdoor, three-sided with the top um, tentish type things, and then they spend as much time as they can there. And so I understood that, you know, when I was learning about um, the biblical history that we have, and I understood about bringing first fruit offering. But that thing that Pastor Larry waves, you know, at this season, the Sukkot, um, I didn't always understand that, and I used to call it the lulav, but that's the name of one of the pieces in the thing that is woven. So we have a baby in the room. I'm so excited. Hi, sweetheart. Welcome. So I printed out, uh, and not to worry, I have 13 pages here, but we won't be going through all of them. Um, Most of you are probably very familiar with uh, Solomon's well, what would you call it? It's the verse that he's given credit for, talking about um, the four things that are too wondrous for him to understand. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. It's like I've heard a lot of sermons preached on it. And again, you can pull anything out of the Bible and preach a nice message. It just isn't necessarily perhaps what was intended uh, for that verse to be used. And actually, the when Solomon is talking about all the things that he doesn't understand, it was in reference to the four species. That's the actual name of what Pastor Larry will be waving today. Now, we order the four species from Israel. We have to order that way ahead of time because every family in Israel and every Jewish practicing family wants to have their own. That's the commandment. Yeah, I know. It's like, can you imagine the the workers and how fast they're working? And those four species um, have a direct correlation to one of the teachings that Jesus did in the New Testament. You know, when he talks about the seed was sown and you know, all the different things that happened and why it worked and why it didn't work. That's a teaching in the New Testament that's tied to the four species. I know. And that's why I kept digging and it's like, okay, help me understand this. So let me, let me at least go back to my notes here. Um, we know that um, the Passover offering, it happens at, at the Passover Seder. And then uh, we have what we call Pentecost. And we know what happened then as far as giving the, the word to the Jewish nation. And then also the Holy Spirit coming. And then, hi, hon. And then we know Sukkot is when they build that little shack outside. And if you go to Israel at this time of year, you'll see all of them everywhere. It's so fun. And um, this is a really happy time. So, well, let me just get right to it. The four species. Okay. The first thing is this um, big, big yellow fruit. It kind of looks like an oversized uh, wrinkly lemon, but it's actually a citron. 
and it's grown in uh, Italy and in Israel. Kind of an interesting parallel there. And it represents a certain type of person. I'm going to go through all four of them, and we'll do what it represents for the Jewish culture and then what it represents for us. So that's the citron. Then the next thing that you have is a date palm. Now, the, the Old Testament reference talks about, um, you know, take the reed that has the fruit. And we just kind of read that as, it, well, any reed that has a fruit on it, that would be fine. That would work. But, no, there's specific words in there that talk about what kind of a fruit. So that's your, your date. Then, let me get these in order, make sure I don't mess this up. Um, let's see. The next one is a branch. And it has a beautiful aroma. Okay, so we have the citron. We have the date, which you can eat. We have the branch with the beautiful aroma. It's kind of like um, uh, during the holidays when you have the the, uh, cedar wreath that you bring inside the house. And it's like, oh, for the first week, every time you breathe in, you can just smell that wonderful cedar. And um, then the last one is just kind of a, a normal thing that grows near water. It's just a, a reed thing that just sticks up. So you're looking at that as like, what possible biblical influence, impact could any of these things have? So now we'll take a look at it from a Jewish standpoint. The citron, in the scripture, it says, uh, take the fruit that grows on the tree. And again, when we get translations into the English language, a lot of things are lost. Um, and it means the fruit that's there all the time. You see, the citron doesn't fall. It goes through summer, winter, fall, spring, all four seasons, and it stays on the tree, and it, it survives all of those different seasons. And then when, it's, <clears throat> then when it's ripe, then you pick it. Now, they have a specific way that the citron has to be displayed. They even have a test online that you can look at all these pictures. Is this upside down? Is this right side up? And it gets kind of confusing because, you know, it's like a lot of different kinds of apples and they don't all look the same. Well, the citrons don't all look the same either. But the stick, the stem is supposed to go down. The bottom of it is supposed to go up. I didn't discover in my 13 pages of notes here, exactly why that is. But they have a whole series where they have all these pictures with with the stem up, and it's like, okay, is this correct, or is this upside down? It's kind of hard to tell sometimes. But nonetheless, that's a citron. The citron has both a fragrance and a flavor. So put that in your memory banks, and we'll come back to it. Okay, then there's the date. And um, right now in Pastor Larry's office on his very large um, table, his desk is here and the table is here, are all of these four species laid out on the table. So when I was putting the agenda on his desk this morning and I looked at him, I was like, wow, some years they're very, very big um, and some years they're very small. This year it's more petite. So when he holds it, because you put them all together, when he holds it, you'll see that it's not as large as other years. It probably depends upon the harvest, whether, whether, what they can find and how it all works together. Okay, so there it is, the date. And then the one with the fragrance. Ah, no fruit, but fragrance. And then the skinny reed that grows by the water, but grows in clumps. 
The citron represents someone who studies Torah and does what it teaches to do. It represents someone who can survive all seasons. And don't we know that some of us have been going through all seasons? (laughs) They don't lose their flavor. They don't lose their color. They don't lose their shape. They don't fall off the tree. They study Torah. They do what Torah teaches. And that represents a Jew who's like a citron. The date. That represents someone who studies Torah. They love learning. They study and read and study and read and study and read, but don't do anything. Their whole passion is in learning. Now, as I was studying it, this is just me. It doesn't say that in any of my notes. It's kind of like somebody who really studies the Bible and comes to church in order to catch the pastor saying something wrong. Have you ever met any of those? I kind of just had this mental image. It's like, ah, there's a date. Yep, there is a date. Okay, they're studying, but they're not doing anything. And if you've been to at least two sermons of Pastor Larry's, then you know that oftentimes he'll say the wrong name for whoever he's talking about. And all of us, you know, in the front row are kind of like, no, not Peter, it was John. But, you know, what, whatever. Um, the message, the spirit comes through and you get what he is teaching us that he's gotten from God. Because I've been in a lot of sermons when I was growing up that were technically perfect and very dry. Okay, that's the date. Moving over to the one that has the fragrance. Ha, fragrance. Ah, that's somebody who has a real heart for God and really wants to do things right but they don't study much. So they're out there doing, 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 involved in things that perhaps the Lord would not want them involved in. A lot of uh, humanitarian projects, which on the surface seem very good, but can sometimes turn out not so good. They would be, um, well, we won't, I won't say that. Anyway, there's somebody who is out there doing stuff, but they don't study Torah and they don't realize that God not only tells us to do things, but he also tells us to boundary and to step away from things. So it's kind of like that mother who just cannot let go of her child and the child, or she comes forward for prayer and it's like, you know, my son and my heart's breaking and I'm you know, envisioning a, a junior high or a high schooler. Yes, where, where is your son? He lives in St. Louis. Oh, I'm thinking divorce, lives with daddy. And how old is your son? 42. <laughs> Honey, that 42 year old man became a man at age 12. And my hunch is that your apron strings have caused him being a prayer project for you. Well, I digress. Okay, so here we are with the reeds. And I thought, okay, now why, why would they pick something that's kind of tall and skinny and grows in the water and is in a clump? And that represents the Jew that neither studies nor does anything but still lives in community. So I'm looking at this. It's like, how does this go together? Well, it's all tied to the sukkah. Because the verbiage in the Old Testament is all of Israel will be in a sukkah. And so everyone builds one, but the real meaning of it is every Jew is in a sukkah. But the real meaning of the four species is that everyone will get for themselves the four species. Why? 
Because God wanted his children, which includes us now, praise God. He wanted his children to understand that even though some are studiers and doers, and that's wonderful, and some are just studiers, and some are just doers, and some neither study or do, but they're still part of the whole. Now, what is it that Pastor Larry had the vision to do on October 21st? Unite the light. He wanted to bring denominations together in order to show the world and for us to push back the darkness that it doesn't matter. As long as we worship the same God, the same Jesus, then whether or not you do it this way or that way, whether or not you take communion every Sunday or once a month or once a quarter, those are all just different ways of expressing a love and an obedience to our Heavenly Father. But the Jewish nation, nation, which includes us now, we're all one. We're all one. And it's almost like Pastor Larry supernaturally dropped in, I mean, God dropped in Pastor Larry's spirit and said, I want you to do something that's very similar to the four species. I want you to create an event where all of my children are invited. Now, whether they come or not, that's going to be up to them. But they're invited. There's no limitation I want them to come and be together. And my hunch tells me that on that Saturday, there'll be some citrons. There'll be ones that have studied and do. Some will be local and some will be citrons that do things nationally. And then because we have a whole bunch of pastors flying in from Brazil, they do things internationally. But there'll be others that study. And praise God, they study. They still get the pleasure of knowing God's word, And they're still part of the community. And they may be listening with a critical air, but they're here. They're worshiping. They're praying. They're in community. And then there may be a lot of those who just want to do, 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 do. And they'll be out there giving away water and taking care of people and just, you know, being the wonderful, wonderful people that they are without any regard to their own personal safety or the safety of others. Now, I'm going to step over here, because that's what I do, and I know some of you that are listening to this podcast later on, you can't figure it out. I'm standing on the right-hand side uh, of the uh, room right now, and I'm moving over to the left. And when I do that, that means that I'm going to talk about things that have nothing to do with the lesson, but kind of are an application. Um, I came out of corporate America, and in corporate America, you know, men and women work together. Um, In corporate America, men and women travel together. And um, my boss, his wife, was a professional, and so he had very good standards. I say good standards because they pretty much matched Don's and my standards about travel and um, rooms. Not everybody had that same standard, but he did. And so when we would, would travel and be going to another city to do any kind of a conference or, or a meeting or whatever, um, I would be booked either on the top floor on one side, and he would be booked on the bottom floor on the other side. And we would never meet on a floor. We would always meet in the lobby. And those rules and regulations were very comfortable for me. And then I came to New Beginnings, and Pastor Larry laid out some rules. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I mean, I could not be in a car with a man that I wasn't married to, just the two of us. Like, come on. I also couldn't be in a room alone with a man that I wasn't married to without a window so that someone could look in. 
And he had a number of, from my corporate mindset, very restrictive rules for his staff. But do you know in the 27 years that I've been with Pastor and Tiz, we have never had an incident of male and female. And I honestly have to say it's not because he hired wonderful people, although he did. It's because he put rules and regulations in order. And it's like, if you're going to be on my staff, this is what I expect of you. And I'm not saying I don't trust you, and I'm not saying I don't trust him. But we're not even going to give the appearance of something being wrong. Billy Graham, yes. Yeah, you, we can look back at, at great men of God and see how they structured their travel and things that they did. So now we're going to scoot back over to the right side, and I'll go back into teaching. So here is this person who has the fragrance, you know, who is just doing, 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 doing. But they don't have discernment enough to understand that they should not be in a room by themselves with a, with a man they're not married to. Or they don't have the discernment to understand rules and regulations are there for protection, for all of us. <laughs> and so sometimes their do, 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 doing, although it sounds so good and looks so good on paper, really is out of bounds with what God would prefer. However, they're still in the family. Amen? And then we have the reeds that grow skinny and grow by the water and they grow in a clump. And they're still part of the family. And they're part of the ones that will be here on that Saturday event, won't have a clue what any of the Jewish words that we use, won't even have a clue about um, Jesus. They may profess Jesus, but they really have never had an encounter with him to understand. Yet they're going to be here, and they get the same blessing as the citron because they're part of the family. So today as we walk through our service And listen to the wonderful teaching and the revelation, because Pastor Larry always digs in to find something new every single holiday. It's like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I don't know whether he's going to teach on the four species, but to me, it just seemed like a a wake-up call to say, this is something that God designed years ago, and it's got such rich implications. Yes, yes, (laughs) sweet baby. Such rich implications for us today and how we interact with each other. Now... We'll go to the New Testament. When I've always studied that story about the seeds, it seemed to me that there was just one person that was saved. (laughs) You know, my good Baptist background, that's kind of how they scared it into us. And so I thought, you know, well, I don't want a bird to pick it up, and I don't want the weeds to come in and choke me out, blah, 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 blah. But I think a Jew hearing that parable taught by Jesus understood that it was really connected to the citron, the four species. Because it's like, yeah, but they're still family. And Jesus was here to say, please, study and do. I want to bring you life more abundant. I love the reeds. They're part of the family. But they're not going to get much. (laughs) I love the fragrance of that other stick there but they're not going to get much. What I want for you more than anything is that you're going to hear and do. You're going to walk in the ways that are my blessing. Again, for those of you listening to the podcast, you have no way of understanding that we have a group of chairs on the left and a group of chairs on the right. And I often just walk up and down on the middle. And I do that because it's like, this is the pathway for blessing. God doesn't zap us. He doesn't punish us. Now he corrects us. But it's not a mean thing. 
It's because maybe I've gotten tired and kind of grumpy, and I'm, I'm, now I'm moving over to the right side. I'm moving to the right side, and, and God is going, oh, honey, no, 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 no. I have something good for you. Please come back. And maybe I got an attitude. And so he'll allow something to happen to all of a sudden it's like, ah, and then I run back to the Lord and he goes, okay, I didn't want to do that to you, sweetheart. I didn't, I didn't want that to happen. That was not a part of my plan, but I love you too much to let you go over there. So here we are back on the pathway again. And the beauty for me is that that pathway isn't narrow. I mean, even when we read in the scripture, you know, that the pathway is narrow, it's got a lot of room on it. We have a lot of latitude. I mean, when I get up some seasons of my life, it's like, you know, what do you want me to wear? Where do you want me to go? I've done all those things. And then, you know, finally God's like, girl, you know what to wear. You don't need to come to me with that. Let's move on past. Okay. 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 I do check in with him. I do pay attention when he says, say something, don't say something. There was a lady um, that came, I think it was two Wednesday nights ago, because it wasn't for the uh, Unite the Night worship. And uh, when Pastor Troy was moving in the gifts, and I could certainly feel it on the front row. And he sent me back to pray for a lady. Well, I turned around, and um, there were two women standing there, one I knew and one I didn't. And I had no idea what Pastor Troy was seeing in the spirit. But he did mention, he said, there's a, a big angel behind her. And so I turned around to look, and I saw just the outline of the big angel, because I was kind of God going, right here, Snookums, come on, right here, this is the one. And then the, the outline kind of disappeared, and so I walked and prayed for her, and bless her heart, she was dealing with cancer. It's like, we know how to fight that demon, so I'm ready. So I'm walking through the sanctuary, and then there was a lady, um, she would have been on this side, and I started to walk in towards her, and immediately was like, no. And so I stepped away, because I've, I've learned to not go, why, why? Why? What is it? What, why, why do you not want me over there? I mean, don't we sometimes do that? It's like, nope. She just said no. So I said no. And I kept going. Turns out that woman was a witch. And she came here. said she was driving by. And she said, I wonder what crazy things those people are teaching. And stumbled in and got convicted by the message. And after service, gave her life to the Lord. She was in Wicca, and I guess Wicca is not as popular here in Texas as what it is in the Pacific Northwest, but we know a lot about Wicca. And um, she was a, a witch in training. And um, for me, whenever I, I meet someone who's spiritually on that path, I, it's like, okay, they're spiritually awakened. So what we need to do is give them the truth and help them discover, because they're really someone who's hunting. They're looking, they're looking. Anyway, Pastor Troy had her pray, and um, then she said, I need to be baptized. And I'm thinking, how does she even know to be baptized? And Troy said, well, we baptize the first Sunday of every month. And she said, no, I need to be baptized tonight. And I think that was a true word. So Pastor Troy went out and baptized her. And I said to him, in that cold water? (laughs) He said, yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, bless your heart. So there'll be times when God will say, no, trust him realized that I would not have been able to continue with the anointing that I was carrying from God and Pastor Troy through to pray for other people if I had stopped to deal with that. And I was not the one that was called to bring her to salvation. That was Pastor Troy that was called to do that. So probably if somebody had raced in to see 
what was wrong with her. That would have been the, the date one, you know, no fragrance but lots of action. <laughs> and don't you know that you could mess that up a lot? Um, the other thing is that uh, your personality styles, I really enjoy studying that. I studied it in corporate America, and I love studying it in the church, too. And there are those people, um, it's their personality that they feel everything, and they just want to help. And when I um, either have a volunteer that way or uh, a coworker that way, there's no way to say to them, no, you really shouldn't do that because, you know, their, their, their gut just draws them to it. So the Lord gave me a sentence. Now, somebody out here is not for you, anybody in this room, but it's for somebody else that you're going to be talking to. So pay attention. So Joni, you've heard me talk about Joni, and she's coming to volunteer for Unite the Lights. So you have a chance to see her again. She was my coworker in Portland, always worked for me, and just my best friend forever. So Joni has that servant's heart. And so it's like, okay, I've got to help her realize that she can't get involved in everything. So it's like, Lord, you have to give me some way to help her understand. And he said, what does Joni value? And I said, well, people. He said, so tell her she'll be hurting people if she moves in when I tell her no. What do you mean she'll be hurting people? Just start. I'll give you the words. Now, don't you know when God says those things to you, it gets real scary. It's like, okay, I'll start the conversation, but by golly, you better give me something else. So there was an incident coming up, and I said to Joan, honey, you might not want to do that. But they need it so much. I said, well, and then boop, right out of my mouth. If you do it, you'll be stealing the blessing that someone else could get by stepping in and doing it. Oh, Joan, it was just mortified. The thought that she would rush in to do something and would rob someone else of their blessing Forty years later, it's still working. <laughs> so you'll see someone, you'll meet someone, you'll you'll discern something, and you can let them know. Yes, it's a wonderful thing that you're thinking about doing, but you're going to be robbing somebody else of having that blessing. Pray for them. Ask God to bring that person in quickly. Well, we got the four species. I don't know where you are today. I recommitted to being the fat yellow fruit. <laughs> like, I want to study and I want to do. I want, yeah, I'm going to survive on this tree through all the seasons summer, spring, winter, fall, all of them. I'm not going to fall off. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to do what I'm called to do. And just like the, well, the, the confession that we make on, on Sunday morning. I'm going to be what the Bible says I can be. I'm going to say what it says I should say. I'm going to do what it says I should do. Ah, and my goal is to be a fat, yellow citron. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that um, you have given us such rich depth of understanding with our biblical culture. Thank you, Father, that you have allowed us to let go of some of the things that we learned. They weren't bad. They just weren't the exact thing that you wanted for us. Thank you that this week, everyone in this room and everyone who will be listening to the podcast later on, that they will be able to discern when they're being a read, when they're being a date, when they just have a fragrance, or when they're the citron. Lord, our desire, our desire is to be that citron. We study and we do, and we thank you in advance for the miracles that we are going to see in this church at this time in history. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you.